Hey, if you're loving the show, make sure you become a patron. For as little as $2 a month, you can get episodes where you can't get anywhere else. Go to patreon.com slash theameliafortes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever in the world you are, you are listening to Courageous Self-Love, the official podcast for the self-love revolution happening right here, right now. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes, and today's episode is very near and dear to my heart. I feel like I say that all the time, but it's true. Today's episode is all about self-love and community. And we're going to talk about the importance of needing people in your life, you know, dispelling that myth of independence and needing to build a community just to stay sane and to thrive. And I have invited a very special guest, Izetta Pritchard. (laughs) Hey, girl. I'm so glad you're here. She is a former mompreneur and emerging goddesspreneur, which I love because her son is 20 now. And so goddesspreneur definitely fits. And she also owns a business, Beauty Boon, which is a lifestyle business and helps individuals and businesses use mindfulness as a tool in their lives. So welcome, Izetta. I'm so happy that you're here to talk about community. Thank you for having me. You posted about a month ago this article that is from blackmomlife.com, and the title is Black Mothers Are Drowning and Self-Care Is Not the Answer. I clicked it right away because I was like, let me get my life and let me learn something. Because one of my big things, especially with my company and self-love, is all about self-care. And so I'm willing to be to learn a thing or two. So I was just like, self-care is not the answer. What are you talking about? So I, <laughs> I read it and I literally got my whole life. What about this article really spoke to you that had you want to share it? It was literally short and straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great share because I, you know, I'm a mom and I know so many mothers and kind of used this ruse of like, oh, I went and got a massage today and I'm like, oh, I can like do anything. And it's like, you know, the, 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 but you can see the person is like struggling. And sharing these things um, will help either open conversations for people in relationships or people who are not parents that, you know, maybe what that person needs is for you to be like, hey, can I take the kids tonight or can I come over or, yeah, you know, something beyond. But, and the person who did it just brought up so many really, really good points about what is, um, really needed. She did. She did. And and so I'll share too like what really jumped out at me. So number one, it's funny, like you clicked it because you were like, ooh, that's true. And for me, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, but I'm curious about what what she has to say. And it does yeah. make sense. We talked about dispelling this myth of self-care. And you know, self-care is such like a, a hot topic now. And mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it. And it's almost like people are talking about it as if it's the answer. And so it's like, oh, you're drowning in life, whether you're a mother or not a mother. But like you're struggling mm-hmm. because you, you don't have self-care. You don't have a self-care routine. And a lot of times what that means is you need to go to the spa, get a massage like you said, or get your nails done. Um, but then I love there's a line in the article that's like, 
yeah, I can get my nails done and that can feel great for, you know, that hour or however long that takes. Mm -hmm. But then when I got to go home and be elbow deep in dish soap, you know, the the manicure, the self-care of that is, it doesn't really affect anything. It's, it's, it's gone now. And so we, we need something else, which is the point of this article. And just to pause for a bit, I will be posting mm-hmm. the link to this article in the show notes. For the, so for those of you listening who want to read it, it's a very short read. Um, but yeah, and, and, it, and then it, talks, it goes into talking about um, we need more than that. We, you know, motherhood, I think the line in here was like motherhood was not made for just one person. And right. so many people, especially in our culture, we have this myth of like, Moms need to be perfect and mm-hmm. like have it all together, make sure the kids don't die, make sure not only that, but make sure they thrive and right. like do it with great hair and great nails. Right. And I know right. a lot of moms that would be like, dude, F you, like I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> um, and so I actually asked the question, I commented on the, on your post and I said, well, how do we find a solution? Like if self-care is not the answer because I admit I don't have any children so I'm clueless here and Mm. I am willing to like sit down and just learn and be schooled um and so you mentioned this need for creating a community and to like stop saying like oh we're we need independence you know we need we do need Mm. interdependence and a village so can you tell me a little bit about that like that thinking yeah it's it's interesting. Um, a part of that comes from how I grew up um, mm-hmm. and also just what my mother stood for as like a black nationalist and this whole thing about community and also paying attention to um, who we are culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, if you look up at indigenous cultures, they're, you know, it, the whole village, I know it's like a cliche thing to say, but like the whole village actually did like raise that mm-hmm. child it was never like it was just like this mother raising this child on their own you know the boys went with the men and they were hunting or doing whatever gathering and then you know the girl and there were some cultures where the women were doing that too and then mm-hmm. you know vice versa so being raised in that type of household growing up in Brooklyn where my mom had friends on the block and like their kids came over and we would go over to their you know their mom's house it was kind of like this rotation yeah, I, that was something that I I mimicked when I got older because I you know I was a single I was a single parent, mm-hmm. and one of the things that was important for me was to make sure that my son had uh, other kids to kind of grow up around because he's an only child, and yeah. also to have you know a group of people that I could vent to, or mm-hmm. we can come over each other's houses, pick up each other's kids. And that's exactly what I did. I was really grateful um, to be able to find um, a group of women where we basically enrolled our kids in the same thing, fencing or chess. And thankfully, our kids loved that stuff. So it wasn't like we were pulling teeth, but that was helpful for us because if there was a day where we just wasn't feeling like it, that mom took the kids to practice or I had a friend who she, both parents were in the house. So sometimes the dad took them and then we all got to you know, go have brunch together or yeah. we got to do all these things, you know, with each other by kind of trading up, trading off and supporting each other as these kids were growing up. And 
And there's you know, no if shame. You think, in that. If you think about some, there's no no shame. Actually, yeah. it was like people were like, "How can I get in on a deal?" Like, <laughs> no, can I? Oh, come that's why you look rested, <laughs> right? Can I come <laughs> to the community because that's why y'all look like that. Y'all look like y'all got some sleep because so we're supposed to spend the night at you know the other person's house. Yeah. Um, and the the thing that jacks us up is like this ideology in our country that you know independence and uh you know i'm gonna do do me and like mm -hmm. it, that doesn't really it's not you know successful it is for some people but not for a lot of people and behind closed doors you're like in the corner with your thumb in your mouth crying drowning, because yeah. you're stressed and you're, yeah and you're drowning mm -hmm. so you know just knowing that there's a difference between interdependence and codependence that interdependence you know is recognizing like that value and importance of like an emotional bond like of a mm. real strong support system you know the value of vulnerability and partnership yeah. you know that's different than being codependent on someone right because that's kind of like with the person's like sucking your energy and that doesn't help you Absolutely. At all. Our yeah. culture currently vacillates between independence and codependence. And we haven't, Absolutely. Us haven't learned interdependence. And you and the other parents created a community with other parents and non-parents. Yeah. But it's like we need each yep. other to just like get through this thing mm -hmm. called life because it's hard sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and not only the hard Absolutely. parts, but just like to share joy. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. The kids were at practice and y'all got to go have brunch and everyone's like, so that's why you right. did. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you mentioned some really specific things like you rotated the children, signed up to, to take shifts. And um, the, mm -hmm. back to the interdependence versus codependence, one of the things I love that you said was we reminded each other to ask for help and say no. Right. Which is like, that speaks to interdependence versus codependence. Because codependence is more like, well, right. I need you. And what, like, no, you, you need to be here for me at the exact moment that I need you. And you have no, you have no say in this. There's like no boundaries. Right. Um, but I was, I was just about to say that codependence is, is no, like, poor or no boundaries. Like, yeah. none. Manipulation, controlling yeah. behavior, like blaming each other. That doesn't exist in that interdependent relationship. Absolutely. What's some language maybe that could help people kind of switch from the codependence to the interdependence? That that root word of like inter, mm -hmm. like that word alone, it's it's like you still have your independence. Like no one's taking that away from you. Yeah. Right. But there's like yeah. this the sharing that is happening between those who are in relationship with each other. Codependent, there's always like a host there's <laughs> a strong yeah. like this person that like is doing most of the work yeah <laughs> right yeah the and then you have the parasite person. <laughs> right the host the parasite and you know you that's not the relation no one wants that and then if you have like those relationships where it's like i hate to say like the weakest link but like you have that person mm -hmm. that is kind of manipulating the group you have options you have choices you have the choice to bring that up and have like a full conversation, a conversation. with all parties involved with that person, which I have done mm -hmm. in the community. Like, girl, that you I need to pull created. your weight. <laughs> yeah, like, like get your stuff together. Yeah. And, and if you're not, then we're going to love you from afar. Meaning right. like you're not, <laughs> like you can't be a part of this in that, in this way, because, you know, 
we all are like really trying to keep a flow and like get certain things done. And if you're here to take things from people and not to give back, like we're not about that life. And I, and I had to let go of certain friendships because Mm of that. And it's much, it's much needed in codependent. It's because like that line of independence as an individual is kind of blurred. The partners or the people in a codependent relationship have difficulty being themselves while in the relationship versus the interdependence is like, you know, like, like, yeah, you all found parents and non-parents to kind of like rotate the kids and and have shifts and and take each other to practice and sleep over each other's houses. But like each family was still its own unit. Like you had your, you know, and you just helped each other. And I actually found this really mm-hmm. cool thing online. It's the human interdependence systems. Beneficial mm-hmm. interdependence is positive mutual reliance, healthy boundaries yes. with others, and a healthy support system. That's like perfect. Whereas codependence is neurotic and compulsive helping, mm-hmm. extremely loose boundaries, and chaotic or abusive relationships. That's right. Like, we're not saying independence is bad, but what we are going to point out is that only valuing independence can be problematic because then you have this sense of, like, isolation. You you consciously created that with people, and thankfully Mm -hmm. you were raised that way, and you had other people who were, like, down for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And it wasn't always easy. No. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I really love, though, this piece about reminding each other to ask for help and say no. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's just as easy as that. Like, I always try to be conscious, like, when I'm asking someone for something. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people or our culture or society doesn't train us necessarily that it's okay to say no or that yeah. we need to be clear with our requests. So like when I ask for a favor of someone or I ask someone to do something, I usually try to remember, especially if I know that person and that they're going to feel obligated, I'm going to say, you know, it's okay if you want to say no. But I also try to be like, I need this and here's why, and this is why it'll help me out. And here's why I chose you. And if it's in your schedule or if, if it works, you know, let me know or we can work something out. But I think people are afraid to to do things, just, just be honest like that. Mm-hmm. It's a very vulnerable thing to yeah. do. It is vulnerable and we really, mm-hmm. society hasn't created a safe space for vulnerability. Right. Like it, it's, it's more now in this era that we have of like, you know, Brene Brown and like, mm-hmm. you know, that that stuff is getting talked about more, but that wasn't always the case. And it's still hard to find like that safe yeah. space. Even with Brene Brown. And all these yeah. people talking about this stuff. It's it's still very right. hardwired, or maybe not hardwired, yeah. programmed in us to not yeah. talk about our problems, not share yep. the difficult side, and not ask for mm-hmm. help. What were some ways that you were able to remind each other to like ask for help? Is it like you, you just have to be mindful, like seeing someone's like struggling and it's like, do do you need help? Or, you know, what yeah. were some things that really worked? Well, it's interesting is with like with our day to day um, interactions, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's this whole process of kind of like actively listening and actively observing so that when you spend Mm -hmm. the more time you spend with someone, you pick up like some of those key like 
ticks or behaviors or tells, you know? Mm-hmm. And one example that I had a friend where I have a few friends that when things get really, really like out of control for them or they just don't, they're, they're having a hard time, mm-hmm. they disappear. Now this is, a lot of people do this, right? Yeah. But there's some people that I know that if they disappear, they might be working on something, but they're fine. Like right. they actually need that space, right? right. So, so you do the check-in, you do the check-in, right? But then you yeah. have other ones where I like I knew um, you know that there was something was wrong. Yeah. Um, and there would be like a call, and which they wouldn't pick up, and like a, a voicemail message, you know, hey, haven't heard from you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I feel like something is going on, you know. I'm here. And yeah. also, but then being, being persistent about it, because a lot of times I think people worry about that if they keep doing this, they're being pesty, yeah. you know, but sometimes it takes five or six, you know, moments of outreach for that person to like break down a wall and be like, I like, I'm having a hard time. Yeah. You know? And so it's being persistent really when you're being with people Mm-hmm. Be active in the interaction with them because if you're active in the interaction, some you can sometimes tell when people are having a hard time and just yeah. paying attention to like patterns and things like that. Like if we're going to be friends and be in relationships, I think it's up to us to really observe our friends and observe our relationships and observe our family members and how they act and like the the patterns that they created for themselves so that you can support them when they need and they don't know how to ask for help. So it's a lot of work. It's true when people say like being in any type of relationship. Any relationship. It's, it's, it takes a lot of work. It has to be Absolutely. engaging and you have to be responding <laughs> to yeah. each other. And you know? it's like, cause you got your own shit. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and so it really is like a commitment And so a couple of things came up for me. It's so good. I love what you said about actively listening and actively observing. And and that takes work and that takes connection and trust and openness. And, you know, I've got to say when people have sent me lifelines, you know, like I, I think one of the things that has been big the last couple of months on social media is like check in on your strong friends. Um, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are like, "Oh, they're probably fine," but right. if you're if you're paying attention enough, and I also know too, as one of the quote unquote strong people, that's definitely mm-hmm. also an affront, you know, to right, like, right, to like keep safe the ooey gooey center. Um, right, and I have been <laughs> so grateful for the lifelines where, you know, I've had times where I just I I, ha- I had this pattern of fading into the background. Mm-hmm. of communities and I did this this one time and I remember this woman in the community just I was totally planning to fade into the background and then like never see anybody again <laughs> and she just left me the most innocent voicemail and she just mm-hmm. was like girl we're all here and we you know we want you to come out and enjoy the spice of life like i don't know she was just like she was out having fun and i was invited and i just like wanted to fade into the background and just never see anybody again mm-hmm. um but that voicemail since it was it was so warm and loving and like innocent and just truly like coming from a place of wanting me to be there 
um, instead right. of like, where you at? Like, you need to come out, you know, but it was just, very, and it, it, yeah. it inspired me and I, I got my ass up out of bed and I got dressed and I met up with them and I had a great time. Yeah. And it's just, that's like a tiny example or just one example mm-hmm. of many possible examples, but a little bit goes a long way. And to your yeah. point, be willing to be persistent. Yeah. That's actually a great lesson for me because I pride myself in learning more and more how to ask for what I need, how to ask for support, mm-hmm. how to be clear with what I need. And so it's like a muscle I've been working on, like just like going to the gym. Like I have a pretty good muscle with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but I also get to, be compassionate about the fact that most of society does not because right society has not taught us that way absolutely and so taking the time absolutely. and effort especially with people who i care about to to do that to just kind of like mm-hmm. okay i know you're not saying this but is this what you need you know <laughs> um yeah and yeah. then Again, I always love the reminder to say no because people, especially women, I feel like, and not to be over generalizationist mm-hmm. about it, um, but I feel like that would be women are. It's just ingrained in us to like take care of people and put ourselves yeah. last sometimes, and so we do often forget that it's okay to say no. And I've been grateful when people have yeah. reminded me, like, you can say no. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm really grateful because my, my boyfriend's mom, she, said, she even takes it a little bit extra and she says, you can say no, it won't hurt my feelings. And oh, like, I, that's what I do. You do? Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> I like, do that. I do. And like the thing is, I feel like she's honest. Like it's not like, you know, because some people can say, you can say no, but like you can feel it. You're like, uh-uh, you know you're going to be mad if I say no. Right. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I like that, like when, especially when it feels honest. Like, oh, okay, like, good, I don't feel pressured. I get plenty of no's, and I also dish out no's. And I think this really speaks to what we were talking about, interdependence versus codependence. Because I mm-hmm. think from a codependent perspective, Those are the boundaries. yeah, mm-hmm. there's this, like, there's no boundaries, and so there's this, like, sense of, like, emotional mm-hmm. manipulation of, like, but you should want to do this, and it's not okay to say no right. because it, we're family or we're best friends or we're whatever the relationship. Yeah is we're xyz and if you say no that means you're a bad friend which is at, that's that's not boundaries mm-hmm. and that's not interdependence that's like codependent right. and enmeshment and like emotional yeah. manipulation and it's toxic as a parent you know the kids are looking at us like we're they're gonna mimic that behavior yeah. and i think far and too many it's, people it's, are like doing yeah. it out of obligation and yeah. they, they don't know that it's okay to say no. A lot of times when you say yes, when you wanted to say no, there's resentment. And then that person that you're supposed to be yeah. supporting and helping, you're, they're, they're feeling this energy mm-hmm. that you, you may not think that you're giving off, right? But you, but are. you are. People think saying the yes makes them a good person, but saying yes mm-hmm. when you don't really want to and or when you're not really able to and you're going to be resentful that's yeah. way worse than just saying no mm-hmm. so sometimes mm-hmm. for me like if i say no or maybe i won't say no right away but i'll i'll be honest about where i'm at so like if someone um want like needs to talk and they want to talk to me like right now and uh like 
let's say I can't right now, I'll say, well, I'm really busy right now, but I'll have some time tomorrow. Would that be okay? And so you don't have to just be like, yes or no, like not everything's black and white. It can be like a negotiation, like, and that requires like the active engagement that you talked about because it's like, right. we're together coming up with the solution. And so it's like, yeah. you know, I don't really have the capacity to help you in that way, but I might have some time next week. Can this wait until next week? Mm-hmm. And just adding that verbiage, it's like just a little bit of extra effort but it helps to kind of like come to the solution because I get it. I get wanting to quote unquote, be the good friend or do the right thing and say yes. And so maybe if saying no, 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 no is too much of a hard stop for you. Like maybe it's good to just have a little bit of a negotiation or if it's a no, it's a no, Mm -hmm. that's fine too. One of the things that I learned about saying no is like one, you just have to like say it. Right. Right. But there's, there's a way of saying it where you can be, like, assertive and still be, like, courteous about it. Mm. There are times where people have asked me for things, and I said, you know, when do you need this by? Yeah, that's you my favorite. By? My favorite. Right? I use and that one, like, too. Can I get back to you? Absolutely. Can I get back yeah. to you by the end of the day or by tomorrow morning? Because then that gives me time mm-hmm. whether or not, like, my no is really a no that, you know, because I don't want to do it or is that a no out of fear? Like, why is it, you know, and it's my yeah. yes because I'm trying to be like the good person or right. I really, really want to, to do this. If I say yes, like what is the impact for my life and that person's life? Like how will it matter? Right. And you know like what? The people practice. who don't have boundaries will be salty about it. So I just want to say that. Of course. I know of course. for me, when I yes. started, like before when I was a lot more codependent and I didn't have this muscle and I started to get a muscle in boundaries and interdependence. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had the friends and the family members who it's like they get the salty attitude and it's like, like that's, that's their problem really that, that they have to deal with. Um, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. really a balance. And I just want to say too, for those of you listening, like this is, if you aren't practiced in this, it's going to take time. Like it, I was like sweating my pits the first yeah. time I like started learning how to say no, you know, or, yeah. or the first time that I started like having boundaries. Cause I previously was not taught how to do that. So be gentle with yourself, but mm-hmm. like definitely use these tips to practice it. It's helped me kind of understand my dynamics with people too. Cause definitely saying no to yeah. some people is easier than saying no to other people. And that's, yeah. that's a, that's something for me to work on. And like for all of us to work on our own yeah. individual, like relationships, certain family members or certain authority figures. So it's all a practice. I love what you said when you said like, number one, like just say it. And there's a way to be assertive yeah. and courteous. That brings up two yeah. things, two of my favorite things for me. One is no is a complete sentence. Yes. That's literally <laughs> one of my it's just like no, period. One hundred percent. People without boundaries or people who can be emotionally manipulative or just um feel yeah. like they have the right to unlimited amounts of your emotional labor will just if you just say no, yeah. period, they you can tell these toxic people right away because they'll be like, that's F oh, yeah. up. You're, you should, you should. Like, they'll should all over you. And that's how you know you're right. like, mm, 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 I am not the one. Yeah. <laughs> and the other piece was like, 
you can just say it and be assertive and courteous. It's like assertive and courteous mm -hmm. are not like separate events. The difference between being nice and kind. Nice kind of gives off this feeling of like obligation and like, oh, like I, I was just being nice. Like, oh, well, I don't want to be yeah. mean. Like a lot of people say that. Like, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say that because I don't want to be mean. Or like people avoid saying yeah. the truth or saying how they really feel because they're trying right. to be nice. But you can right. say anything and be kind. Yeah. Yes. But being nice prevents yeah. you from saying a lot of things. Even mm -hmm. the energetics of boundaries are important. Yeah. Like when we hear about boundaries, there's like this almost like aggressive energy around it where it's, yeah. no, this is my boundary. And if you don't, if you don't abide by it, then you're a shitty person. And like the energetics around that, like that might be a boundary, but the energetics is like all off. But if you have like a calm, yeah. cool, collected energetic boundary of like, I am not a space for your demands for emotional labor. <laughs> I am not a yeah. space for your random demands to just vent to me whenever you want to, or I am not mm -hmm. a space for you to violate my boundary when I say no. If there's just like right. this cool energetic around it, you can absolutely be yeah. kind and people will feel that and they won't walk all over you. Anything can be a boundary. Like saran wrap mm -hmm. is a boundary, but it's like, it's soft. It's pliable, it's see soft, what's you can see through it. Yeah. Right. It's, but whereas like there is a rigidity to like a like a wall. So yeah. it's like you, you, and there's something sometimes aggressive about that. I mean, like let's, let's look about, you know, people want like to a put brick wall. walls all over the place to keep people out. Yeah, to keep mm -hmm. people out, right? There is a energy that, um, that comes with that. And yeah. when you're being kind and you're being courteous, you know, that boundary is like saran wrap. And when you're not, that shit is a brick wall. It's a brick wall. And there's no you negotiation. Know? Nothing can go through. Nothing no. Can, nothing gets out. Nope. There isn't like this ability to be pliable and to apply expansion and even like this, this sense of stretching beyond yourself. You can do that with like saran wrap, right? Because it's kind of like flexible. You can stretch it. But you can't yeah. really do that with with a wall. So there's no, there's no growth or anything that happens there. In, it's a good litmus test moment. to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I being rigid? Yeah. Am I feeling isolated? Yeah. Am I locking people out? Mm -hmm. Or is there room for like going in and out? Yeah. Right. The whole thing that inspired this episode and the article was all about self-care not being the answer. But I think what like the nuance of that mm -hmm. is the way most right. people have yeah. been defining self-care is not the answer. Like simply getting a manicure -care, or, yes. uh, or, you know, is, is not the answer. But everything that we're, we've been talking about today is self-care. Is moving the concept of self-care to a deeper level and taking it off of that surface level. And not that there's nothing wrong with the surface level of self-care I mean, because get, like, I you want to look good and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> Listen. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I have a hair appointment on Saturday. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, no, we're not saying wrong like with that. Yeah. So all of this is self-care, but we were also saying like that kind of getting your nails done, getting a massage, getting your hair done, all that that part of mm -hmm. self-care, it doesn't replace the fact that we need people, that we need an interdependent right. and or that or that we need services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. because that, that plays a part. Self-care can be a solution to a big problem when you take it off the surface level and you bring it into 
a deeper level of you know maybe getting a therapist you know mm-hmm. creating that community creating that community for yourself absolutely um, you know following a dream because let's let's be clear that you know as a mother and even as a father but i'm just i'm speaking from my perspective of being a mom it is important mm-hmm. for your kids to see you follow actively your follow your dreams and try them out and test them mm-hmm. you know because they're they're watching you um and and when we do this thing of like giving it all up for the kids like that that's actually doing our children a disservice showing up as a parent as your full self Mm, right as your whole whole self that actually tags back to kind of the last concept that I wanted to talk about like it is our responsibility not just as parents but I think as adults to humanize ourselves so that the children around us can just grow up knowing that it's okay to be human and like imperfect and have problems and have feelings and and all of that and um, it tags back to like what we talked about about our society and our culture and this myth of like I got it all together mm-hmm. and especially in the age of social media which it makes sense you know everyone's everyone's only posting their highlight reel and so mm-hmm. when we're feeling low we're scrolling through social media looking at people's highlight reel and comparing it to our you know lowest and darkest moments right and that that doesn't really help and i i think social media aside as adults i think we get to not just show children or younger people the highlight reel and had that relationship in the healthy way you know my goal in life was to raise like someone that was compassionate around you know to other people and you know would try you know would know some aspect of what a what a boundary was so just letting him know that i'm human you raised him to be comfortable with the feelings and stuff because you humanize yourself i think a lot of times we and i'm not even just going to say parents but i think we as adults and even with our peers we shy away Mm -hmm. from showing our realness because we think that like for whatever reason, we're like protecting the people around us from something. But the truth is when people see the realness, the authenticity, it also helps them be in their brilliance in in order to support you. And then it inspires them to honor their own kind of all sides of them. And so back to this myth of like, I got it all together. And like, you know, the moms that are winning are the ones who are doing it all. Like, it's just not true. We all need help. We all need help. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, the the interdependent village, the building a community, the asking for help, learning how to ask for help, learning how to say no, learning how to have healthy boundaries. But I love too that you, you brought up therapy a couple of times because I am a big advocate for therapy and, and coaching and, and like whatever you got to do to have someone like in, in a professional way support you mm-hmm. because putting that all on the people in your life, like friends and family, it's a lot. Like I think, I yeah. think some journeys, some healing journeys are meant to be like with a professional or a guide of some mm-hmm. sort and having it all just like on family members and people who are really close to you in that emotional glue way. I don't know that it's sustainable. I mean, that's my opinion. And and that's why I, I, uh, I advocate for it. And when you have that objective 
you know, POV with this, not to one that's not deeply rooted or involved in your day to day. Yeah. You, you get the, the observation that maybe your friends, your family, your community, they were not able to see or recognize because they're too close they're into to the, the situation. Yeah, they're too close. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing that I had somebody else that I could go to that was a professional that was trained to do yeah. this, that was actually doing things in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and objectively. The, the objectively, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that was helpful. But honestly, you know? like that's, that's boundaries, you know, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's definitely, I agree with you. It's not knocking going to friends and family for advice. I certainly do that. But mm-hmm. from a boundary perspective, there is a certain point where it's like, okay, you're going to need to hire someone to, to guide yeah. you through this because especially for me, like I'm a, I'm a coach. And so I naturally I'm good at helping people through things. And I, for me, my own boundaries, and it's, it's been my own journey, a very long journey, but I think I'm getting really good at it now where mm-hmm. I started to notice like friends are um, like, I'm like their free coach. And I, I've had to start to mm-hmm. learn how to be like, look, I can't, I can't walk you through this whole thing. Like, mm. I think you should, speak to someone in like a professional setting because now the lines are getting blurred between mm-hmm. our friendship or our relationship and like what what I can offer you in this right. in this context there's a level of training that people go through mm-hmm. to get to that and it's also a relationship because yeah there might be a therapist or a coach with really great training but they just don't vibe with you right and so it, that's a journey in itself. But yeah, I think right. it's just back to the point, you know, I really think it's important to have at least one. And like, I have many <laughs> because that's, that's just how <laughs> I am, but at least one yeah. like therapist or coach and, or, mm-hmm. you know, or healer, like someone that you can go to yep, that healer, really yep. this safe container of like one hour of time mm-hmm. each week or whatever it is where you can just kind of step away from your life mm-hmm. and, and, and objectively mm-hmm. process things. I used to think therapy was like for weak people with like issues, mm-hmm. which I mean, mm-hmm. it is, but then we all can be weak. People. We all got issues. <laughs> we all got issues, exactly. <laughs> My wish for those of you listening is that through hearing this, like you don't have to be alone. You don't have to go through what you're going through alone. You don't have to have it all together. Maybe people feel that way, but the people who really love and care about you don't. And uh, build that community. What's a next step you can do? Or what's one thing that you really want our listeners to have taken home with them from this whole conversation? I think one of the biggest things is that uh, you can create uh, your family and you can create your community mm. and that there are so many different ways for you to do that. And you can even start that with people that you don't know, right. Yeah. And just take the time in allowing those relationships to grow and blossom and that you have the permission to let the toxic people go also, even if they're yeah. family members. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being here. I'm oh, oh, this is so good. Thank you for having me. The topic of community is, is very close to me because I feel like in the last couple of years, I'm really learning what it means to me and how to 
consciously build that. And I feel like this article and this post and, and this conversation that we have is such a great example to pull from on how to do that. So thank you for sharing all your wisdom. For those of you listening, yeah. thank you so much. And as always, I would love to hear what you think. You can email me at ameliafortez.com slash contact. You have been listening to Courageous Self-Love. This was Self-Love and Community. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes, and I am out for now. Hey, if you're loving the show, make sure you become a patron. For as little as $2 a month, you can get episodes where you can't get anywhere else. Go to patreon.com slash the Amelia Fortes. I'm going mad.